welcome to the first episode of No More Chores and Other Tasks. I'm your host, Jia Chong. To introduce myself, I'm a scientist based in Australia, so I work at a university. I do some research and teach some undergraduate students. Uh, but as a regular human being, I'm probably really sloppy in terms of housework, in terms of maintaining a functional, organised and clean home. I'm definitely not the best leader in this regard. And I found this out when I first moved out of home. My mum did a lot of the housework growing up, so I had it really good. When I first became, you know, a functioning adult, I wasn't really functioning at all. And my space was was getting cluttered and I, I really struggled just to stay afloat. So to cope with all of that, I developed lots of little systems, tips and tricks which I wanted to share through this podcast um, with the aim of reducing the number of chores, improving the quality of life with little or no effort, and really to make those menial tasks a lot easier. So these will be quite short episodes. I don't want to take up everyone's time. Today's topic is robot vacuum cleaners, and sometimes people call these Roombas after, the, I believe, the first robot vacuum cleaner. And they say that you can't buy happiness. And I dreamed about getting a robot vacuum cleaner and it honestly made me a lot happier. So every time I see the robot vacuum cleaner roll around and suck up dirt, I always feel awesome. One of the key principles that I have about reducing the number of chores around your house is to delegate it to technology, whether that be um, a dishwasher, a laundry machine, or in this case, a robot vacuum cleaner. You can always overwork and underpay robots. So let's talk about what a robot vacuum is. A robot vacuum cleaner is essentially a vacuum cleaner built inside of a robot with wheels. So this robot can roll around your house and suck up dirt and grime from your house. In many cases, you can. it also has a, a mop function built into the robot, so it can also do mopping of the house to to clean the house. After it's finished doing its robot vacuuming and mopping functions, it will return back to a dock that you've left in your house to charge. And this dock can also be uh, more advanced and have additional features, which we'll talk about a bit later when we talk about the considerations you you should go into um, when making a purchase. Of, of one of these products because they do cost a couple of hundred dollars so you should spend your money wisely um, pick features that are important to you to ensure that um, the longevity of this product in your house to make sure it's fitting your needs so let's talk about um, the pros of a robot vacuum cleaner first it can make a house clean with a lot less effort so you can't replace a human so let me be straight up about that you can't completely take humans out of the the cold cleaning process but it can really lengthen the time in between cleans that you do the idea is it can go around every day and vacuum and mop consistently so that the areas that you use the most are at that acceptable cleanliness level before um, i had this robot vacuum cleaner i had to vacuum every two to three days now with the robot vacuum cleaner i can go without vacuuming for essentially two weeks same with mopping i used to have to mop once every week or the floor would get quite grotty and and oily and greasy and sticky now we can go basically once every two weeks because the robot vacuum cleaner does such a great job 
This gadget is especially important if you have an animal that shits, like a dog or a cat. This gadget can be a lifesaver by, by accumulating all that pet dander and pet hair on, on a regular basis. You can run every day because um, a lot of animals shed a lot of hair consistently during certain times of the year. So now we've talked about what a robot vacuum cleaner is, I wanted to talk about the considerations that one should make when, when purchasing one. Just for the record, I have a Viomi V2 robot vacuum cleaner. And so this is a robot vacuum cleaner from Xiaomi, the Chinese company. Um, but there are lots of other companies that you can look into. And I'm going to have a link to uh, my vacuum cleaner and also um, other alternatives in the show notes that you can check out. So the first consideration that I would encourage everyone to get this function of is the mapping function. You can get robot vacuum cleaners that are essentially dumb robot vacuum cleaners. So these are vacuum cleaners that really don't have a sense of space. They don't have the memory or the technology to be able to map out your house. Um, and essentially what these robot vacuum cleaners would do, would they would start from a dock and start to vacuum around the house and essentially bump into walls randomly around the house in kind of like a ping pong um, fashion. Uh, if you think about those DVD logos on you know your old um, DVD players, how the DVD logo just bounces around the screen, that's essentially how it cleans your house. And eventually, after enough bouncing, it decides that it's done a good enough job and returns to the dock. And you can think about this as it does help. It would go around your house and and vacuum your house in, in certain areas, but it really doesn't have comprehensive coverage of the space. My vacuum cleaner and many vacuum robot vacuum cleaners these days have something called a mapping function, which is quite important. And essentially what it has is it has sensors to be able to see the house. And from there, as it goes around the house, it can make a computational map of the house and the areas it can access and see. You can use, for example, a smartphone app to work out which areas of the house you, you want to send your robot vacuum cleaner to um, and because it's mapped out the house it can actually comprehensively cover all the areas that it has access to um, in a very efficient way. That's quite an important thing to have to really automate your task because if you have a dumb robot vacuum cleaner that does a okay job it means you probably have to go in and clean up after it consistently but with a good robot vacuum cleaner you can really lengthen the time between floor cleanings. The other thing that's quite useful with a mapping function is that you can find areas where the robot vacuum cleaner gets stuck. If there is a region of the house that the robot vacuum cleaner always manages to get itself stuck in and it can't continue and it's just kind of jammed in place, you can actually create virtual walls, so virtual areas that the robot vacuum cleaner can't cross. And so it can't enter these areas where it gets stuck to ensure that it can consistently clean the house without creating issues for you. Sometimes in, in my house I have area, so just a little small area under a certain desk which the robot vacuum cleaner always gets stuck in. And so I've just made this a forbidden area for the robot vacuum cleaner. And every now and then, every probably, you know, four days or so, I just go into just that bit of the house with a small vacuum cleaner, a handheld one, and just vacuum that up myself. But that's made my life a lot easier without having to worry about the robot getting stuck. The second feature that I would really strongly recommend is a mopping function. Mopping is probably a generous term. It's more like dragging a wet towel behind it. 
how this function works is you have um, a cassette within the robot vacuum, which you can fill up with water. And then you can put this towel attachment to the bottom of the vacuum cleaner. So while it vacuums, it can simultaneously mop behind and that works okay. So I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking. It's not like a human going in and really scrubbing the floor, but you can get, you can get different mopping modes. So um, there's a mopping mode which it just drags a towel in a straight line, but you can have a mopping modes where the vacuum cleaner actually goes back and forth to really do a little bit of scrubbing motion on the floor, uh, which really helps remove um, a bit more of that dirt and grime. The other thing is that lots of robot vacuum cleaners aren't compatible with detergents, and so you just mop with water and not a detergent. So it's not the deepest clean, but if you think about wiping your floors every day with a wet cloth, that will help a lot. I would encourage um, everyone looking into that to strongly consider getting a built-in mop in their robot vacuum cleaner. The third one, and I just wanted to point out that I don't have these functions myself, is whether or not you want to um, invest in a very advanced dock. You can actually get um, docks which automatically em empty the dust bin. So what normally happens with the robot vacuum cleaner is it sucks up dust and dirt and then accumulates it inside of a cassette within the the robot vacuum. Eventually that cassette will get full and you can no longer use it after maybe four or five days. But if you use a automatic dustbin, you can really lengthen the time that you can, that there needs to be any sort of manual intervention. You can get an automatic dustbin. You can also get a automatic mop reservoir filling station. So in that dock, you can also have kind of like a water reservoir that pumps water into the robot vacuum when it's empty. Even more advanced than that is you can get a mop drying function. So after you used your mop, you don't really want to have a wet mop. And so some of the docks have built in this um, drying facility that actually dries your mop for you. So essentially it's a very hands-off machine which allows you to go around, uh, this robot to go around your house, clean your house, come back, empty the dustbin, dry the mop, and then fill up the water station ready to go for your next cleaning cycle. So this really lengthens the time that you need to um, empty your vacuum cleaner or fill up the, the reservoir within the vacuum and makes your life much, much easier. So I know of one product that does this really, really well and that's the Robot S7 VMAX Ultra. Um, so that's the next vacuum cleaner that I'm gonna get once my current one stops working. You know, it's, it's another product that you can think about and depending on your budget, um, you can look into making your life a lot easier by investing in even more advanced technology. The third consideration um, is, is less of um, what vacuum to buy, but actually um, how you arrange your house. And it's quite important to arrange your house in a way that's compatible with a robot vacuum to get things working. So the thing about robot vacuums is, firstly, you cannot have them traverse stairs. And so if you have two like a, a double-storey house or a, a three-storey house in the case of some townhouses, it's quite difficult to get one robot vacuum to work on all floors unless you physically pick it up and bring it to the next floor. But that seems like a pain, right? Like we're really trying to automate things. You might want to think about getting two robot vacuums, one for each floor. Um, I know it's a bit more of an investment, but this is one of those ones where if you can get it working, it makes your life that much easier. So I'd strongly encourage thinking about that or try it on one floor first 
And if you find that it helps out a lot on the one floor and you have the budget for it, get a second one. It will really make you that much happier. The next thing you have to think about in terms of making your house compatible with a robot vacuum cleaner is you actually have to get things off the floor. So robot vacuum cleaners often get tangled with ports and there's certain robot vacuum cleaners that are a bit more accommodating. So if it gets tangled in a cord, it has functions that can untangle itself. That could be important if you have a very messy house. But my advice is that as much as you can before a robot vacuum cleaner, just really do a quick scour of the house. Just have a look and see if there's any you know, obvious things on the floor, like toys or shoes that you can, you take 30 seconds to put away and the robot vacuum cleaner can do the rest after that. It also gets caught, like I said, in loose cables. And so, for example, if you have cabling that goes uh, around the house on the floor, I have a cable that goes from um, the charging point to a regular vacuum cleaner that I have um, in, the, in, a, in a corner somewhere. That cord often gets stuck in the vacuum cleaner. So something that I've done that really has helped is to get some cable, uh, nail in cable clips. So these are just cable clips that you can nail into the side um, board of your wall. Uh, and just kind of nail in the cable so it's not a loose cable. It's kind of adhered to the wall and won't get sucked into the vacuum cleaner. Um, if you're renting or you don't want to um, put nails in your wall, you can also um, use just sticky tape. Another thing that's really useful is a cable organizer. So um, often cables that get caught up in your robot vacuum are the ones that you need to, you can't really nail into the wall because they're like charger cables in your phone. Um, so they're often splayed out across the ground from a, a like a phone charger or something. So what really helps in this case is something called a cable organizer. So I have links to these products in the show notes, uh, along with the, the, the nailing um, cable clips. Um, but, but these are basically cable organizers that you stick to the side of your table so that, for example, these loose charger cables can be mounted within these cable organizers and so they won't be there on the ground to trip up your, literally trip up your robot vacuum cleaner. Uh, so that's all the advice I had for today. It went on a bit longer than I thought. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune into the next one. Bye.